Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast. Uh, this is another interview edition, and we have a special guest with the president from uh, Jim Stalpani's Gym Supplement Science, the 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 lo- one of the longest running reputable brands out there. And it's uh, uh, Mike. Welcome. Th- thank you for coming on the show. Hey, pleasure, Shane. Thank you. Big fan of what you guys have been doing for the last couple of years. So thanks for having me and taking the time. Yeah. So, I mean, Jim, Jim, I was just sitting there thinking about this. Uh, Jim's came onto the scene, what, like five years ago? I'm going to guess six, 2014. Uh, it was actually, think. yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. So we, uh, Jim and I started the brand in 2013, the official oh, launch. Very close was uh, July 19th, uh, 2013 with pre-gym. So kind of a yeah. day I'll never forget. Cause you had pre-gym was sort of the only supplement you had for a while, was it not? And then, I mean, it wasn't for, like, for a while but it was like a, a short stint where it was just pre-gym by itself. And then you had the other two come along. Right. Yeah, we never really thought that um, we would, you know, the, the intent when we first started the brand was just to come out with the pre-workout. And, you know, the whole entire idea behind the brand was built kind of in frustration in that particular category. Um, At that time, a lot of companies were, you know, getting pre-workouts that were proprietary blends, non-efficacious doses, concentrates. And so Jim and I were at Muscle and Fitness Magazine together. He was our senior science editor. So for and I, and I was the, uh, uh, the, the director in charge of the, the websites. And so I actually started muscleandfitness.com when it was just a website where it had PDFs of the magazine and uh, Flex Online and Muscle and Fitness Her. So a lot of the supplement brands that were um, advertising with the online part as well as in the magazine, those were brands that I um, would, would, would represent from a marketing and advertising publishing standpoint. And so they were very intrigued at that time about, you know, what Jim was writing about in the magazine, because Jim would always talk about supplements in the form of what ingredients to take, what doses you should take. And so when it came down to, uh, sorry about that, we're, 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 in, we're in COVID land, so all rules go off. Don't mind if a dog barks and kids come in. Um, so what ended up happening was, you know, I was, I was a a consumer still am. And, you know, I was uh, much like the consumers asking Jim, well, what do you think about this product? What do you think about this brand? And so when we were at the magazine together, because all of these guys were my advertisers and my, and, and we were, we were very close. And so my background was in sports medicine and exercise science, but supplements, it's not like you can get a real degree in that. And so like any consumer, um, I was just, um, you know, uh, only had the options of what was in the current marketplace. And so it was pre-workouts that time were kind of taken off. A lot of these concentrates and, you know, high stimulant ingredients were being put into products. And and I just, out of curiosity, would always ask Jim, well, what should I take? And not really making the connection about what he would write in the magazine from an ingredient standpoint versus what you'd find Mm -hmm. on shelves. So we'd put out a piece of content or Jim would saying, Hey, here's the top 10 best pre-workout supplements to take. And as a consumer, you're thinking, oh, okay, I can go and buy a product on a GNC shelf or go order it. But in Jim's mind, he wasn't talking about a specific brand. He was talking about 
the top 10 ingredients, things like branched chain amino acids, uh, creatine, beta alanine, <clears throat> uh, beta EN, um, you know, all of these ingredients, citrulline malate. And so the connection was, I finally said to him in 2012, I said, you know, Jim, um, you know, we, uh, uh, what type of product would you recommend to take? And he said, well, outside of formulating your own, I wouldn't recommend taking any of them. And so I said, well, what if you would want to formulate your own product? And he says, well, if we can figure it out. Yeah. And so that's what we did was the intent was just to come out with a pre-workout that would essentially be the product that Jim Stepani himself would recommend and consumers wouldn't necessarily have to formulate um, individual ingredients, which is what he recommended. Um, so if you on um, bodybuilding.com is where we first launched and he was a big name and a big presence on bodybuilding.com. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, so he was, he had shortcut to size and shortcut to shred, which were the top two programs that bodybuilding.com put out there. And so when you go and follow his recommendations and find out his supplement recommendations at that time before Jim, he would say, well, here's what to take pre-workout. And it was things like take, you know, depending on the form of creatine, take four to five grams of creatine, take, you know, two to four grams of beta alanine, you know, take 1.5 to three grams of, of beta EN or, or betaine, take five to six grams of BCAs. And what bodybuilding.com would do at that time, they would go and find products that maybe had those ingredients listed on their label and start cross merchandising, <clears throat> excuse me, with what Jim would say. And the consumers that just were confused by, by that. And so that's when he and I got together and I just said, what if we just created what you would want, launch it on bodybuilding.com and it's your all-in-one pre-workout. And that's what we really wanted to do was just go after the pre-workout category, um, which is the reason why we launched Jim uh, the, the pre-gym initially, and then uh, just kind of led to some others, which if you want me to get into, I can certainly. It's, it's interesting because I remember hearing about this list of recommendations many times. <laughs> yeah. people would say, I remember asking people like, why is, like, why are you such a loyal gym fan? What's the, and they would say, oh man, he's been preaching all these ingredients for years. And then he just put them in a supplement. And I remember um, thinking, I was just like, well, I mean, why wouldn't you trust that? That's, that's, it seems as genuine as you can get. Like, I mean, you hear people say, uh, I've seen for years people put together supplements and they're not that great. So I did my own. But Jim did it with proof. Like he had that lock standing proof. Like right. he was recommending things. Well, yeah. And in, 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 in truth be told, you know, it's been tough because you always hear people say, ah, now you're selling out. You just are only interested in, um, selling your own products and trying to make money and all that. And look, Jim, to be honest with you, he could care less about that. I don't even think he's uh, asking one time, you know, what the sales have been or, you know, anything like that. And, you know, we can always go back and anybody that said, oh, well, you're just trying to sell pre-gym now and you're biased. You know, if somebody says, well, hey, how does pre-gym stack up against the yes. product? And, and we can legitimately say, look, go back in 2005 and we have articles that are all over my office. You know, we have them framed where just what I said earlier, which was the 10 ingredient, or let's talk about just five, the five, we call them the five must have ingredients in a pre-workout. And if your pre-workout doesn't have these five ingredients, technically it's not doing you that much of a service. It's akin to saying, I'm going to go ahead and do a chest workout and leave out 
bench press and flies, you know, and only do push-ups. Like that's not a true, you're, you're missing the foundational ingredients that really you need for a pre-workout. But Jim was talking about that in 2005, 2006, 2000, for 10 years prior to even thinking about coming out with our own. Um, and he just used the ingredients and the doses that he had been recommending way before. So it wasn't that, you know, it's difficult for us sometimes when people say, oh, you're just only interested in selling, you know, you sold out, Jim, you know, you used to be the guy who I went to for advice and now only you care about selling your own products. The difference is it's not like he's creating products for consumers to take. He's creating products for himself yeah. and for me. And so the recommendations, like I said, the, the foundation of those ingredients, pick up a muscle and fitness magazine from 2004, 2005, you're going to see the same ingredients and the same doses. He was talking about creatine. You know, the first article I ever saw him talk about creatine, you know, the best supplement stack to take before and after a workout, <laughs> take five to six grams of branched chain amino acids, take four to five grams of creatine. And this is before the, the creatine hydrochloride really came out, you know, in, in, in to the market, which I can get into too. And, you know, take, uh, you know, two to four grams of um, uh, uh, beta alanine and citrulline, even back then, citrulline malate, uh, there was only one company that really came out with citrulline malate way back in the day was Ergofarm. And Ergofarm, Patrick Arnold uh, formulated citrulline malate, it used to come in a, in a green apple container, I think it was around 2003, 2004, I remember it was the first time I ever saw citrulline malate. And it was a liquid cap. You would take a cap full of it. And Jim loved it. And he, I remember he wrote about it and I coordinated with, uh, um, with the guys back then. So these ingredients that Jim formulates to put into the products have a history going back years before we ever started the supplement brand. That was, uh, yeah, I, I think that was one of the things that so many fans appreciated and so many fans just because... So the, so, the, so the thing that I thought was interesting when Jim came out is I was a little bit late to the, to the game because if you said 2013, I don't think Jim showed up on my radar till maybe late 2013. I had heard about yeah. it. Yeah, right. But it, I, didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't know too much about it. And I just remember someone saying, oh, Jim Stopani's this, Jim Stopani's that. And I knew him from the bodybuilding.com program. So I was like, right. maybe it's, maybe that's what it is right so i was kind of going and then then someone told me oh, nothing is as good as pre-gym and i remember going okay what's pre-gym and then i looked it up and then we started getting comments so saying why would you put in two grams of citrulline melee why have you only got one gram of beta alanine and i had seen people say things like i want beta alanine in my pre-workout i want citrulline in my pre-workout i had never seen people name these dosages but i'd never seen it before at least as frequent as this. And they were all referencing Jim. And I just remember looking it up and that I guess at the time was, was when the Jim army became known as such a, <laughs> a loyal, strong following. Pretty passionate. And, and people ask me, they say, oh, you know, what, what are some of the game changes you've seen over the years? And I always say, jacked. Um, just not necessarily the, the ingredients that you use, but the idea of the you concept. Can't, you can't deny you can't deny the success of, of some of these yeah, products. It, it encourage people to look for other ingredient gray ingredients that would right. make it bent. Like it just spawned and drove out the category. And another one I always bring up is 
is Jim. And the main reason I say that is because transparency existed like bits and pieces of it. Right. There were brands that did it. Um, but Jim was came out and not only did he drive it, that transparency was a big part of the brand, he instilled it in his fans. Right. And and that just pushed it out there. And then it was at that time when Free Jim came out that every other company started doing the same thing. Right. Because right. I had comments, so I imagined that they were getting comments. Oh yeah, we we took it on the chin. I mean, you know, the to, to your point, Shane. Um, you know, there were there were really two reasons. Uh, yeah, why my question I, was, what was the? I mean, what? Because he he didn't just go fully transparent. He went like, you know, he drove it right down everyone just like this is what you actually need and he, to his point he was very much correct so what was i guess i was interested as his his uh drive or goal behind that well the goal, just, the, yeah. the goal was twofold you know or a couple different ones one is that you know you mentioned jack which obviously was one of the one of the issues <laughs> um not from the standpoint of what the product was but the how volume. it was packed, what, what it was presented to the consumers if you want that type of product and that type of feeling, fine. As long as you know that that's what you, that's, there's nothing wrong with the high stimulant um, product that, that gives you that energy, that gives you all those things. But to call it a pre-workout is disingenuous to the actual category itself. When people think about pre-workouts, they want strength, energy, endurance, and the ability to build muscle, right? Though that comes by way of nutrients, not stimulants. If you want to stimulate, if you want something to where you wanted that drug effect, fine. Just understand what you're taking. You know, it's no different than me saying, hey, Shane, we're going to go train chest today. You're like, cool. And all we do is squats. You'd be like, well, wait a minute. I want to train chest. And I'm like, well, no, dude, I can put a bar on your back. We got full. You'd be like, but I want to train chest. It's like, yeah, we're working out but you're not targeting the focus of what your goal is. Your goal is to get a big chest. So let's fucking do exercises that are going to go ahead and help develop the pecs. Same thing with pre-workout. You want things that will build muscle, increase strength, increase endurance. You need nutrients. No stimulant's going to do that. You got to have nutrients that feed the muscles. And that's where gyms always come in. You know, we're not big on stims. It's not the fact that we don't like them. It's that we have yet to create a product and we might, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, in the future of, you know, energy and performance, but be specific about what that product is. And it yeah. comes down to ingredients. You know, if you want to train, if you want to get 19 inch arms, I don't care how many freaking side lateral raises you do. It's the wrong exercise to get you fucking 19 inch arms. You got to, you got to do some curls. So with a product, same thing protein and you know we we you know we talked about pre-gym being the first product yeah it was but then we got into protein why yeah because we started looking at the protein we were taking and realized the shit was spiked they were telling us you're getting 20 to 25 grams of protein awesome but then you look at the labels you find out what's going on it's maybe 10 grams of actual protein coming from sources like whey and the rest of it 10 grams you have they have things like anytime that you have glutamine or creatine or 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 anything with ine these aminos that are stuffed into a protein blend you got to ask why 
You know, there's, there's ways in which you can do it correctly, but back then a lot of these companies were doing it. So when they tested the protein content, it spiked the level of protein when the source of protein you weren't getting from what you were, what you should have been paying for. There were cheap amino acids, glycine, taurine, creatine, you know, all these INE ingredients that you could throw into a protein powder are cheap. So the companies that were doing that, and some still are, they've just changed the way that they've done their labels. Mm -hmm. So when Jim and I kind of looked at this, I was pissed as a consumer. And these were things that were going on for a long time. So you say, why do we start? Two reasons. One, selfish, because we wanted products, especially Jim, that he knew that he could formulate, work with the manufacturer, qualify, make sure that the ingredients were legitimate, what was on the label was in the bottle, because he didn't trust anybody because we've been duped for so long. And two, Jim and I sat on a panel back in 2003 when I first started Muscle & Fitness, and we tried to form a lobbyist group that would protect the supplement industry. The supplement industry is, as you know, kind of like under Deshaies and, you know, uh, some way that kind of protects us from a legal standpoint and keeps the feds as far out. Because realistically, I'm telling you right now, what a lot of people in Washington and Big Pharma wants is they want you to go to the doctor and get a prescription for protein powder. And if the supplement industry doesn't self-regulate, somebody else is going to come in from a federal body and regulate and ruin everything for entrepreneurs like myself and anybody else who wants to start a brand. So back then, I remember sitting at this table, Schwarzenegger was there. We were at the Arnold Classic. We were there representing muscle and fitness because we were trying to get everybody together. We had every brand there. So you had Muscle Tech, EAS, Gaspari, BSN, SAN, Champion Nutrition, Universal, every single brand that represented uh, the Arnold that year. We all get in a room and we were there to talk about why don't we create a regulatory body to where we won't allow brands to come into our world unless they're qualified based on, you know, uh, a standard that allows them to create supplements that if they create a supplement, GNC won't take them, bodybuilding won't take them. And that time, at that time, vitamin shop won't take them because they're standards. So if you wanted to jump into a category, create a supplement, what qualifies that to be officially into our industry? And we all wanted to formulate our own panel. I sat back, I was 23 years old. I got started in the industry when I was 22. So I've only been there for a year, but I watched all these brands bicker. Well my products are better than his products and he's doing this and he's doing that. And I'm just like, this is never going to work out. So for years, the group that I worked with at Weeder at Muscle and Fitness Magazine, we'd always talk about this. Like, how do you form something that gives a standard? And the only way that I thought it took me a long time to figure this out was you have to educate the consumer so that they understand what it is to take. There's a reason why big food companies don't use high fructose corn syrup and trans fats because they're bad and the consumers know it. So they're starting to understand if they buy a loaf of bread and there's something like that with high trans fats and high fructose corn syrup, they're going to go, oh, I don't want that in my diet. So the only way to really affect change is you go and you educate the consumers. And what you just explained has happened. We did that with pregen. We showed the consumers what a real pre-workout actually looks like. By default, and we never talked about any one specific brand. We just said, hey, look, if, if you're in a neighborhood and all the houses in the neighborhood are getting robbed and everybody's going out going, who's robbing us? All we did is say, hey, if you see a guy in a ski mask with a crowbar, it's probably the suspect. Be on the lookout. <laughs> so we don't know his name. So when we talked about what a pre-workout should be, we had to define what a pre-workout shouldn't be. 
At that time, it was saying a pre-workout with a little scoop, that's yeah. three to five grams, is not a pre-workout because you can't jam enough amino acids in there, creatine, beta alanine. You get those three ingredients at the right doses, you're already at 11 grams. You have yeah. to. You know, you can't concentrate the form of those ingredients down to a smaller amount. So what really is in that little, you know, three, three gram, five yeah. gram, and even 11 grams. I think people forget how small those scoops were back then. Jack was so like a four or five or something. So, yeah. Yeah. So the only thing is when you're thinking, well, what is it? What such small amount is going to give you a reaction that's going to allow you to yeah. go ahead and have a great workout? It's called a drug effect. It's a stimulant effect. And that does nothing to help truly build muscle. You know, and I tell people all the time, I tell, <laughs> if you want that effect, you know, you can probably find a Coke dealer and get the same type of effect. <laughs> you know, I'm not advocating to do drugs, but you, you don't know what you're getting. You know, you would read these labels and the ingredients were in there and a lot of them have been banned, um, you know, since then. So it, it was important to start with tried and true ingredients based on nutrients and also to set the standard for the consumers and as a result, I've always embraced any company that's come out there with a product that, you know, people say, well, aren't you mad because they're trying to copy you and mimic you? We say no, because what they're doing, if the consumers are able to walk up to a GNC shelf or somewhere else in the category of pre-workout and they pull down a bottle, whether it's mine or theirs, if they're getting something that has the efficacious doses of those ingredients, we're winning as an industry and I'll go to battle with those companies any day because my thing that I always have, my ace in the hole is, well, who actually formulated that product that you pulled off the shelf? I know with us, I can show you who formulated it and there's a pedigree there. I mean, the guy was a research scientist at Yale doing research for the Department of Defense in the 90s. You know, who formulates your products? Yeah, Mine's I think it's... Yeah. I, I think people forget sometimes back in the day, it was, I remember seeing some scoops that were like two grams, two and a half, I think was the smallest one I'd seen. And it was, it was pretty crazy back then, but I still wholeheartedly believe that, that it would, if it wasn't for Jim to push for transparency, it, it happened quite, it affected a lot of companies and a lot of them did it. Because back then, a lot of those big guys, guys wouldn't go into, they wouldn't do the, the concentrates. They wouldn't do the gray stems. Now, I think you've seen basically Jim's effort really cemented because now you probably don't, I see 90%, 95% of pre-workouts are uh, transparent. I very real. I mean, sometimes you see the half and half where they put the stems in a blend, but they put those, those gym ingredients <laughs> They make those open and transparent, so it's it's uh it's different because I mean now you do get those guys that they put together a couple stems, um some of the more hardcore gray intense stuff, and you mix it with those key gym right. ingredients. Right. Um, right. Right. But yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. Well, to your point, I mean, I think look, th there's nothing wrong with with again those type of products. Just call it like it is. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just explain to the consumers that, hey, this isn't really a pre-workout. This is a Energy. high stimulant product that, that you're going to be able to take to give you insane amounts of energy, um, but it's not providing the muscles with nutrients. That's the problem that I have. It's, it's you know, we, 
you know, e even even it, it's it's the claims based on the actual products that I have an issue with. The intense energy and the right the television. It, yeah, don't 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 lump it together because from even a commercialization standpoint, those are very cheap. Stimulants are cheap. I mean, you're talking, you know, that's what we, we had to justify when we came to the market with pre-gym, it was a 20 serve with a massive scoop that was 26 grams. And, you know, MSRP was 35 bucks. We were going up against products in the same category. 25, 30. That were 40 servings for $29. Yeah. <laughs> and people would say, I don't like taking your product because the scoop size is so big. And I'm going, cause you're getting more. Yeah. Like, why is it only 20 servings? I get 40 servings over here. I said, I could easily go ahead and put my scoop in third in a, in a, in a, uh, in a three gram scoop size. And from there, I have to get my chargers for my, uh, my iPad here, <laughs> but you know, we could do the same thing and you guys could have 150 servings of ours if we broke it down like that, but we want to give yeah. you efficacious doses. Yeah. See, that's the thing I, I, I think people might forget is that gym, a lot of the things that I guess, uh, staples and pre-workouts now, <clears throat> such as, um, those, uh, the, the, the gym ingredients, the citrulline malate, the beta alanine, the creatine, um, and the 20 servings and the price point. Those I think are very much uh, kind of kind of cemented now, I, mostly because of Jim, because those, those, are, those are values that he pushed. Those were things that he kind of encouraged and things he forced and now have just become a mainstay in, in the, in the pre-workout market. Because again, right. you get pre-workouts now that aren't just stims they they do that they they basically must have listened to what jim said don't right. just put stims in there if you want to be a pre-workout right. now they combine but then you you get the result you get the now pre-workouts typically into the 50 dollar range you right and, and, that, and that's and that's what you're seeing i mean i i think realistically when you when you actually look at a product like pre-gym for instance you know we knew that we had a challenge against us at that time because pre-workouts from just a, a financial standpoint, the wallet size from the consumers were that I'm going to spend 30 bucks and get a great workout and I'm going to get X amount of servings. And so we were really up against it to try and come in and do something completely different and explain that, look, ingredients matter and understand what that is. But at the same time, it's, it's very expensive to do. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these brands, you know, that are popping up with their, you know, with their pre-workouts and it's, it's, it's a good thing because a lot of brands are, you know, putting in actual efficacious amounts of beta yeah. alanine and they're listing it. I mean, before there, you couldn't find, you, you would find maybe one or two pre-workouts that were not a proprietary blend. And so you're, you know, anyone listening understands what a proprietary blend is. That's like listing a whole bunch of exercises in the workout program and not listing the sets and reps. It's like yeah. if Shane and I are gonna go hit up a workout for chest and I say, we're gonna do bench press, flies, push-ups, incline, dumbbell bench, and we're just gonna do a hundred reps. Shane would be like, well, how many sets and reps are we doing a bench? <laughs> we'll just figure it out. So that's the difference between what you're getting on the back of a label if somebody looked at your products is that if you're taking a pre-workout whether it's ours or somebody else's, 
the individual ingredients has to have an actual dose. And more importantly, that dose has to be the right amount. It's no different than saying, well, you know, if it's not the right amount, then you might as well say, well, I'm going to do bench press one set of one rep. No, like you need multiple sets and multiple reps, you know, and generally speaking within the eight to 12 range is probably your best bet depending on your way. So there's a lot of things that, that go into making that product correct. And we're seeing a lot of that now, which is, which is good. Um, but the price points, because a lot of these brands didn't start that way, I'm not going to mention any, but you know, I think you can kind of figure out who they are, but a lot of those brands were the same brands who were doing the concentrates, the proprietary blends. So oh, they've, yeah, done, yeah. they've reinvented themselves where now they're like, well, how can we create a product that competes with Jim? And what they find out is that the margins are slim. So there's, yeah. so they have to set a price point at, you know, 50, $60 in order for it to make financial sense. And, and I think that's where it was difficult for us because we had the intent to just come out and our, and our exclusivity at that time was only one channel, it was bodybuilding.com. And, you know, when you start expanding, you realize that it becomes difficult to maintain that same price point for this for seven years, especially when the ingredient costs have gone up dramatically. And it's like, it's, it, it makes sense because if more people are buying more yeah. beta alanine, the cost you know, supply and demand, you know, where they, if they have a lot of it, they're willing to negotiate better prices where if, you know, if you're waiting in line to try and get some of those ingredients, because you have so many other brands buying the same, you know, more demand creates an increase in cost of goods. So yeah. that's where it, it, it's become challenging, but it's also become good because in the end, if somebody says, Hey, what do you think about this? Pre and we have it all the time. And the, the gym army, a lot of people say, well, they're so biased and this, and they're not, they're just educating. And we don't, you know, I moderate that page personally. Um, and so I approve every comment and, uh, there's only, you know, there's only like a handful of people who I've even authorized to go ahead and approve comments or approve people. Cause we want to make sure the conversation isn't thwarted and we want to make sure it's not infiltrated by a bunch of you know, people who are just going to cause problems, but I have no issue. If somebody posts a, what do you guys think about this product? And it happens to be another brand. I'll be the first one to comment and say, that's actually a pretty decent product. Maybe you, they should have added a little bit more creatine or beta alanine or whatever it is. Um, or if it's, if it's good and, you know, we'll, we'll say it's good. Um, and once again, it always comes down to, even if it's something to where it could be an identical match and there's a couple products out there that are very close no, to the region. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I always say, I'm like, Hey, that's a great product, but let me ask you this question, Mr. Consumer. Wouldn't it be nice if you could ask the guy who formulated the product questions about it, who formulated that product and can you get in touch with the actual owners with us? You can, people can hit Jim up on Facebook and 100% it is Jim that answers, you know, um, and if he doesn't type it out, it's a link with him giving you the video that explains exactly what it is that you are, um, you're supposed to be getting with the product. So we take great pride in service to the consumers. We welcome the competition. Um, you know, but realistically the goal is to make sure that the industry is preserved for years to come, because if I didn't do this, I don't know, I'd go try and sell ice cream or something. So. 
<laughs> so this industry is very important to us because we are the consumers, as you know. I mean, you are too, which is the reason why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this. It, to be honest, like hearing about the start and how it began and everything that, and the decisions that were made specifically around the transparency, I kind of knew that those would be the answers. I kind of knew that that was like, it's just one of those things, right? Like see some criminal doing something and someone stops him. And you know, if you ask him why he stopped him, you know, the answer is going to be like, because doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you knew the guy that stopped him had, was, so, I mean, Jim Stefani, a lot of the reasons that Jim Brand and the things that decisions they made, kind of knew it, right? Like the protein powder came around when amino spiking right. was, was very popular. Right, <laughs> so it was. Know it. Transparent right. pre-workouts were non-existent. So you knew the reason why it's in right. the name. You wanted to know what's in your pre-workout and, 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 and he gave it. So it's, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, well, and that's the thing. And, and, and with, with any of the products we've done, I mean, you know, realistically, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, even when, when that protein spiking stuff was coming out, uh, we got hit up by uh, a legal defense team that wanted Jim to be an expert witness because uh, they were going after these. So there's a legal team um, that, you know, monitors the industry and they were going after to try and take out our competition. You know, so and they said, hey, you know, Jim, would you be an expert witness? We're going after so and so brand and this brand. And you would think that, yeah, sure. Jim absolutely was like, I don't even want to be involved. It's not about that. It's not about taking out the other guy. It's about just educating the consumers and let them look. If we did what we did and the consumers didn't adopt what we were talking about and if it didn't matter to them, then we wouldn't be here. It was never about trying to, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, you guys used to, you know, shit on brands and used to, who? No, you didn't you know, shit on brands. You, you, yeah, like yeah, I said, you were just. Mention. Yeah, there were a lot of, and, and, and what happens is, is, as you know, it's like consumers would ask questions. Oh, he must be talking about this brand. We're like, we never said that. It was you to see the lines. If you say, yeah. turn your label around and look at it. And if the protein label under ingredients Had a has lysine, taurine, beta alanine, that company is lying to you because they were. And then a consumer would turn their protein powder around. And if that happened to be the brand that was doing it, they would post on social media saying, oh my God, look what so-and-so brand is doing jim was talking about them it's like we never said that they just happen to be yeah. one of the guilty parties and it's not our fault don't blame us don't get mad at us and i'll be honest with you there were brands that you know filed lawsuits against us literally trying to manipulate those social posts and saying that jim made them and of course they fell short because once i looked at it, i'm like oh you guys copied and pasted a consumer's social post and made it look like jim and Here's side-by-side -side comparisons here, Mr. Lawyer. Do you really want to go to court on this? Oh, no, because I could sue you for lying. <laughs> so, it's kind of like the uh, the rubber analogy you were saying earlier. Everyone's, and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. You and, just described and it and then consumers yeah. are pointing it out. But you guys have always done a great job, I think. You know, I think it was um, when we, I'll never forget, Shane, when we uh, first launched you guys, I think that was right around the time you guys started really getting some momentum and, and I actually did a video uh, 
on social, just explaining my admiration for what you guys were doing, because I think you guys are, are really good about just covering any and all brands um, unbiasedly and evenly and just giving the consumers the benefit of finding the information for themselves and allowing themselves to kind of make the determination and decision on what brands, what products are out there. And so my, you know, we've always been big fans. We've always applauded your efforts and what you guys have done. It's been watching you guys do what you've done. And uh, we were, we, we were very, very proud to take home the, the stack.com uh, protein yeah. wars trophy this year. Um, it, so that was a big, a big one for us, but I think it just underscores um, the admiration that I think not only myself, but a lot of other industry people have for you guys as well. The Protein Wars was, because we, we changed it up a bit this year. Uh, I wanted to make it less about people being like, hey, because originally it was like, hey, tell people to go vote, like bodybuilding.com's awards. And I was like, that's cool, right. that's no problem. But then obviously, like with anything in life, it gets exaggerated. And then you get right. people put it on emails. And, and I was like, okay, this is a bit... And last year, not last year, the year before, it was a bit too much. And I was like, okay, what can we do to change it to make it a little more like we originally wanted? And so the, the year, the, this year, this past year, we, we were like, you know what? One vote a week. That way you're not going to be spammed. That way it's it's going to be all about how many fans you have, not right. how many are willing to vote seven days a week. <laughs> right. Right. So that was one of the big chain. We introduced the security on the voting where you had to sort of vote get the email then confirm so there are a lot of new things introduced this year and when jim started uh, winning out each round people were like oh how's jim winning how's jim? i was like to be honest and i said this to a lot of brands and a lot of brands said the same thing so i don't know how they didn't win earlier <laughs> if anything like this as we were talking earlier the gym army loves jim because they've been educated on what they want or what they need they like the sound of it and they've stuck with Jim since probably it started and yeah. you can't beat fans that loyal. And so I, when, when Jim got into the finals, like I would not be surprised if they take this home because even up against the, you know, social influencer or a big uh, social media influencer brand arms, arms race and Julian Smith, I was like, I don't know. Cause we've had, we've had social influencer brands before do well, but I was like, Jim, you have to understand is that, it's those extra steps. Like if a social influence, like go to the site, vote, done. Go to the site, enter the the, the capture, into your email, go to your email, click confirm. Right. It's a lot of steps. A loyal fan would have no trouble doing that. Right, and that's and that's and, and that's what happened, it. I think. Yeah, and 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 just so you know, you know, I uh, my all my respect to Arms Race. Um, you know, they actually kind of tipped the hat a little bit on social uh, to us. They did, on, yeah, you know, it was pretty nice. And, and I, uh, and, and I, and I, per just so everybody knows out there, when it comes to all the social stuff, there's two people who handle social. Jim handles his personal. I specifically handle everything for the actual brand itself. So, oh, wow. and I'm, so we don't have, like, we have a team that kind of does some things, but I've always thought that if you're going to go ahead and make a promise to the consumer about transparency it has to be founded in something that is bulletproof which means when people say well, does jim really respond yeah it's him <laughs> you know who's really responding you know on the instagram and it's it's me you know so it's the owners who are involved in that aspect of uh, of making sure and i think to your point that's what creates loyalty yeah. you know 
people want to know that like you, if people, I've always been, you know, years ago, I always said, cause I, I, I saw it happen. I saw the mistakes. Jim and I both saw the mistakes so many brands would make, you know, and, and you mentioned influencers and, you know, we really don't do influencers. Um, it's not because of anything other than this. And people, we get hit up all the time. People say, well, you know, I'd love to be a, you know, an influencer for your brands. Okay. Unless you're authentically taking the products because you understand the result and the benefit from taking them and the ethos that we have as an organization to do the right thing, I will never pay somebody to go ahead and say that we're the best if they truly don't believe that. It will not happen. You know, that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities because the majority of the people who actually work for the organization were former Jim Army. Um, there were people, when we started, this was just Jim and I, and the people who we've hired um, to bring on, there a lot of them, like our customer service reps, they're actually, they're, they were born out of the gym army. That's they, cool. you know, they're, they're people who were like, hey, if you have any opportunity to work for the organization, and, and it helps because they can, I don't have to teach them anything. They were self-taught based on what we were doing. So they're just echoing the same things Jim and I were able to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's nice is when you put a face to a brand, and you put that ownership to where they feel like they're there's they're they have the ability to be reached it matters when people want an answer from jim they're going to get jim if people want an answer from me they're going to get me <clears throat> i don't have a proxy that i try and pass off to um and i think with influencers i, I told um years ago um muscle tech we were talking about strategy because muscle tech you know was the biggest advertiser we had in muscle and fitness. And what they would do is they would run and, and a lot of brands did, but they just had the, you know, the deepest pockets. They would run advertorials and the advertorials were ads that were disguised to look like edit in the magazine. So to a consumer who would flip through the magazines, they'd see, you know, Jay Cutler or Ronnie Coleman, like, Oh, this is, you know, the path to Mr. Olympia. And it'd be a story about Ronnie's path or, Jay's path at that time or, and, you know, BS, same thing. And, and they say, Oh, well, and they took these products, cell tech and, and, and nitro tech or whatever. And it worked really, really well. But then I always thought, well, when Jay went ahead and did his own thing, now he's got Jay Cutler supplements and Ronnie went ahead and did, yeah. you know, uh, Ronnie Coleman, uh, you know, his, his brand to the consumers like, well, wait a minute, didn't they, there was no loyalty and that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but to me as a consumer, as a kid who, whether they're 18, 19, 20 or coming up, if you're not authentically saying something, if you're, if you're a sponsored athlete, in my opinion, I want to know the truth. I want to know why, like Shane, I want to know what products you take and why, you know, not because you're, you're, you're getting paid for it, but because you truly believe in it. And I think that's, what's really that that's another element of what was missing in this industry at that time. And now we see and successful, successfully, a lot of brands have done this. Now they've seen the social media influencers and they, you know, yeah. send out a bunch of product and things like that. But my thing is, is, is that person really taking that product to get the results? The answer is no. You know, there's no way that those guys were winning on Olympia stage by just taking muscle tech products. It's, it's doesn't happen, you know, um, so I was always about what is the real consumer doing? Because to me, a transformation is 
is much better to the guy like Will Kucherik, who is our lead customer service rep. The dude was morbidly obese, ready to die. You know, I think he was pushing 400 some odd pounds. And, you know, in his story is the real transformation. Is he a guy that's going to step on stage? No, but the dude is now about 200 pounds. He's got some pretty good pipes on him. You know, and he did what was best for him. That's a guy who is going to commit to something, who's going to take the products that will help him, who's going to do the program that will help him, who's going to eat right. And to me, I would much rather use that guy as somebody, as an influencer because it's authentic and because he understands the path that he took was a path that somebody else could have. And that's where I think that with our gym army, it's not a list of consumers who are brainwashed because they think Jim's the, the way, the light, and the truth. <laughs> it's because they got to the point to where they were almost done with fitness, with supplements, and with trying to get a result. They were me, really. I was so pissed off prior to doing this brand because I would take all these different products thinking that I was getting all these benefits and all this different yeah. stuff. And I train like crazy. My background, I know what I'm doing when it comes to the gym. But I'm like, wait a minute. So this product really isn't giving me all the protein I want? Really? That's kind of bullshit. And it almost put me to the point to where I'm like, you used to hear all oh, supplements don't work. I was told when I was educated going through college, supplements don't work. And at that time, they weren't they weren't far from the truth. So that's why what we wanted to do with Jim, especially was supplements do work. If they're, if they're taking the right ingredients with the right dose, with the right combination of those ingredients, the right form of those ingredients taken at the right time. If you can nail, we call them the five pillars of supplementation. If companies would start making sure that they're using the right ingredients the right form of those ingredients, which is like, I'll give you an example. So whether it's creatine monohydrate or creatine hydrochloride, that's the different type of form. The right dose combined with the other type of ingredients in the right time. The industry is not going to go down the path of being absorbed by big pharma. We have a future and other brands after us have a future. And Anybody listening, that 18-year-old kid who might be inspired to create his own brand understands what it takes to do it and to do it the right way. And that's what we want. Because look, I mean, we know we have, Jim, Jim's got an expiration date on him. So do I. I hope the brand doesn't. But if we can, for our time, set a standard to where future generations of people looking for results, because people are always going to want to be getting fit, always going to want to you know, get results. If we lose this opportunity to be able to correct it by giving consumers what they want and not have somebody say, point a finger and say, you're doing it wrong. Therefore we need to regulate. Then I'm excited about my, my son's future, you know, in terms of having the same path. And that's, that's really what Jim and I talk about constantly are those things. Sorry. Oh, for I, uh, the no, I like what you said with the, with the influencer, because I, I, this came up in conversation the other day and I can't remember how it did, and I was sitting there trying to think of the first, because influencer was always my term for brands that had someone popular as the face. And when you just mentioned Ronnie right there, I was always a, because we always related them to influence who were sponsored by a brand. Right. It was really Jim, Ronnie, 
uh, I would say you guys are probably <laughs> the earliest that came out with brands of your own and you you like you have to kind of believe in them not that you have to but like because much to your point there's influencers that would jump from brand to brand to brand year to year you'd be right. like i support this product i support this product right when you come out with your own one you're like oh, okay because you know that's not going to go like you're going to give up on that because it's your own one i have yet to see someone start their own pull jump ship and then go back to a brand i haven't, I haven't right. seen that well, yet. And, 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 and and that's just it i mean and i will say even some of these influencers you know who are athletes who used to promote and rep brand. I mean, this it's, it's just the natural, you know, ecosystem of this industry to where there are some brands out there right now who are, you know, owned by former athletes of another brand, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and that's perfectly fine in my opinion. I um, would be somebody surprised to, if Stopani encouraged that, like him making his own, doing what he wanted to do. And be like, you know what? Screw this. This is exactly what I want. I'm going to do my way. Right. And I think, because Arms Race is very much like that. Julian Smith, and I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was. Yeah, he was the one nutrition. who picked me up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was Optimum Nutrition. I didn't even know that until they were in the semifinal. Well, <laughs> the guys from Ghost were Gaspari. Exactly. So, oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, was a, Ryan was BSN. Was, no, BSN? was he BSN? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Thought shit. Either way. Oh, damn it. It's going to bug the hell out of me. No, but but, but, that, but that, yeah, that's yeah. the natural state, I think. And, and you know, but, you know, so what, what we're actually looking to do in the future is, you know, there, there are some things, you know, every single one of Jim Supplement Science products um, are Jim Stepani's preference of his products. But Jim is a formulator by nature. Jim is a form, he's a, he's a scientist at his heart. And, and I always say to him, you know, Jim, it's funny because, you know, you've chosen the creatine monohyde, creatine is a, is a perfect example. The reason why, Jim, we don't use creatine monohydrate in any of our products is because Jim can't take it because it, it, with his stomach, it, in most people, it causes explosive diarrhea, you know, in some oh, people. Wow. And it, and it's because the amount that you have to take, if you have to take a four to five yeah. gram dose, your body is really only absorbing and utilizing around three grams. The remainder sits in the stomach and then passes through the intestines and then out comes the, you know, yeah. the situation. <laughs> right. So, so he prefers, um, hydrochloride huh. because it doesn't draw in water. Like it, it, it absorbs in the water. It's like a salt. So, but does that mean creatine monohydrate is bad? Absolutely not. It's a wonderful ingredient. Really it actually cool. has the most research behind it. So I always told Jim, I said, look, and we might end up doing some things that in the next year that, that will be interesting. So there've been a lot of people who have major reach within their influencing network and who've come to Jim and were like, can you formulate a product for me? And I'm all about it because he's then formulating for a specific need for that specific person as he formulated a specific yeah. need for himself. And I like that approach because it keeps Jim where he originally was, which is this used to happen all the time. I mean, before we started Jim Supplement Science, I had 
gosh, it was uh, MRI, Optimum, BPI, MuscleTech. Uh, all these brands were like, would Jim formulate products for us? And like, you know, kind of be our go-to. Because that's what they used to do in the magazine was they'd come to me and say, hey, what's Jim writing about next month? Well, he's writing a post-workout article. He's going to be covering, you know, alpha lipoic acid, dextrose, and BCAAs. They're like, oh, well, my products have... BCAAs and dextrose in it. And so I would merchandise those articles right next to that editorial. So when Jim's talking about like, hey, take this is what you need post-workout from an ingredient, they'd look and they'd see, you know, Cytosports, you know, monster fuel or something like that, make the correlation. The problem was, as Jim always said, he goes, well, some of those products, they're still not my formulas because they're not the right. Maybe they have that ingredient listed among five or six, but they're not the, the synergy behind them is an act. Yeah, yeah. But I told him, I said, look, I said, you know, we're getting a lot of people who want to step into the industry and, you know, they would love to take pre-gym, but they still want their own. You know, they still like maybe they want something for a little bit more energy or maybe they want something that focuses more on pump and these types of things and so we're, we are talking about Jim helping other brands get their foot in the door um, and then you know be able to say he's my guy you know who formulated the products Dr. Jim Stepano you know <laughs> so that, that's still been you know a conversation that we've been looking into because it's not just about us as a brand it's about the industry. And I started when I was 22, fresh out of college, started Muscle and Fitness Magazine and, and Weeder Publications. And I had a very unique experience to be able to kind of see the promises that were made by everything that we did in those magazines. And, and, and I want to make sure that integrity lasts for a long time. So be it if, if there's other brands out there that we might have a business relationship with that aren't necessarily gem. I welcome it. You know, I, I, I welcome it because it's going to give the consumers a better, a, a better experience. And as I always said, they can always graduate to JYM because I think it's the end of the rainbow brand, which is the reason why that gym army is so passionate because after failed time and time after yeah. being let down throughout the years, they hit a wall, they hit with us, they take the products and like, holy shit, this is, it works, you know, it works. And then we, engage with them and yeah i mean jim is to, to me is one of the most reputable mainstream i would say not mainstream like core brands yeah like out, out of the big ones out there like you say tell your core uh muscle tech uh even optimum jim is just one of the more complex well-rounded in that mainstream group none of the sort of the the newer guys and the up and coming guys like it's a brand you can find everywhere and it's comprehensive as hell you have covered so many categories and with Jim, you've covered them extremely well. Uh, fat loss, protein, post-workout, carb-free post-workout. Um, you've come out with those simpler ones last year. But I mean, it's, you've, it's, it's always, it's just covered everything quite well. And it's one what, of the few what, 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 What's next? I kind of feel like you're saying what's next. <laughs> you know what? That, I think that was what I was thinking of when I started that sentence. But yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is a comprehensive brand and you're one of the few out you. there. Like Cellucor, again, is a mostly a pre-workout brand and they made that their goal made it very obvious right yeah but i don't think it'd be hard for us to find a brand that has the one vitamin the one testosterone right system. right so, right like and you can stack them and you can shift them around you won't need to ask jim hey if i want to lose weight 
what would you recommend? You've made it very clear. Right. And I think it's, again, it's one of the biggest mainstay, mainstream core brands uh, out there. And you know, the formula is up to scratch. So, I mean, again, as you said, with, with, the, with all of that said and with all the things you've come out with, I mean, what is next in store for Jim? Because, I mean, right. we were talking about you from 2013. A lot of yeah. stuff has happened. Pre-Jim hasn't <laughs> changed 2013, right? I don't think you've reformulated anything. As far no, as I know. No, no, yeah. And you've, yeah. I think, yeah, and you've, you've, you've expanded to the, to the two fat burners. You had the Shred Jim and the SS8, the more recent one. Um, and the, like I said, you've sort of just covered every category, I would think. We, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's the, and, and you, you said it best. I mean, I think that uh, to your point, the whole goal originally was to where you could, when people take supplements, you would see their carts be, well, they're going to take, you know, NO Explode for the pre-workout. They'll take Muscle Tech or Dimatize for their protein. Yeah. And maybe they'll take Twin Lab, for, you know. So it was a mixture and a variety of supplements. And that's what we saw for many years. And with Jim... I mentioned that synergy pillar and the real yeah. synergy comes in a brand and somebody who understands formulation, creating a family of products. Cause originally, as I said, pre-gym was only supposed to be the product that we came out with. And when we started finding out about the, the for instance, Jim was hard pressed about a vitamin. And I said, well, Jim, what are you taking? And we didn't think that there was such a high demand out there for like a, a real vitamin that didn't have ingredients that would contradict one another. So I'll give your listeners a little, a little, you know, bit of knowledge here. If your vitamin, your multivitamin, for instance, has zinc, calcium, or magnesium, it's actually interfering with other micronutrients in that multivitamin, hmm. you know, calcium, interferes with uh, the uptake of well, zinc interferes with the uptake of calcium. I forget, I forget the synergy because yet Jim's the formula of it. But yeah, those yeah. ingredients will actually prevent other micronutrients being absorbed by the body. So it's like, if you're paying to take them and you're like, Oh, I'm getting my iron and all that. You know, I think that's what zinc interferes with iron. Calcium interferes with magnesium or it, it, anyway, they, they cancel each other out. So you don't want them in the same formula taken at the same time. And that's the reason why like Vitagem doesn't have any calcium, doesn't have any zinc, doesn't have any magnesium. People say, well, why is that? It's like, well, if you take our line and you take, you're, you're getting, yeah, you're getting 400 milligrams of calcium from taking ProGym. That's where your calcium is. And we tell you, you don't take the multivitamin with the protein. You don't do it. The zinc and magnesium are taken out of the vitamin and we have a ZMA and we're one of the only brands yeah. who actually has oh, that yeah. form and we tell you to take it at night. So the idea was Jim thought about how can I create all of these products to work together to where somebody could buy our entire brand, get an outline of how to take the products throughout the day and have every one of their micronutrient and their macronutrient levels covered when it comes to supplements. And so that was the original idea, but with supplements, there come a lot of different things that uh, can be more specific. Like for instance, the reason why we had ProGem and the formula we use was because for working out purposes, 
if you take a blend of fast digesting protein powder like an isolate and a slower digesting protein powder like a casein and you get those together, it creates a longer window of muscle protein synthesis than just a whey protein isolate alone. Does that mean that whey protein isolate is bad? And only in, no, absolutely not. It just means for working out purposes, if you want to extend that window to where you're getting a longer nutritional influx of nutrients to the muscle for a longer period of time, you just don't get that high spike and then it coming down with whey protein isolate, but then the casein kind of comes in. Progem is your answer. But in Progem, as you probably know, there's different types of protein. There's, there's uh, ice, whey protein isolate, casein, milk protein isolate, and egg. Well, what we found is that we'll never change that formula, but a lot of people are like, well, I, I, I can't eat dairy. It's, yeah. it's, it's bad. For me. So what do you do? That's why we came out with our... ISO. Uh, yeah, yeah, the ISO, because we're like, well, we're not going to tell those people to go buy something else that we don't have we'll formulate a product for them. But Jim was like, look, I don't want to create, I want something that is like water. I don't want to compete a protein powder with ProGym. He's like, I want something that, and it took us a long time to develop. And it wasn't, it wasn't an easy thing to make a clear isolate that when you mix it, it's, I mean, you can drink, I drink like five of these a day. It's the easiest way to get the most amount of protein. So the thought with Jim was, well, if muscle protein synthesis with whey protein isolate in one shake is going to kick on in you know very short period of time, I want something that people can drink a lot of throughout the day, so that they're oh, constantly okay. getting you know protein throughout the day from whey isolate. And usually, I'm going to make sure that they know that they should probably take the whey protein isolate with meals. And so the whole thought process behind all the formulations huh. that he comes in, and something as simple as isolate, nobody thinks about how to really apply it correctly. So that's where you see some of the line extensions of like the way the ISO, the isolate. And I will tell you, the next one that we got uh, probably within the next couple of weeks is going to be our vegan, uh, our plant-based protein. The problem Jim always had with plant-based proteins was that it's not as anabolic as a way it just isn't yeah, they, so what he did yeah so what he did is he looked at you know the sources of the of the plant-based proteins that he wanted to use and in this case you have to add specific amino acids to boost the levels yeah. to make it more anabolic so he went through and he looked at all the different aminos he wanted to add not to spike it like what everybody else used to do with the whey yeah, protein yeah. but to make sure that it was just as anabolic. And so that's, an, so that's another category. Um, because again, it was like, well, Jim, I would love to take your pro gym, but I'm vegan. I only want plant. I, I don't, I, so we're not going to not supply those consumers yeah, with what yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah. We're going to try and do that. And then a bar, we have a bar that has taken two years to develop. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and a lot of people say, well, why? Why is it two years? Because it's Jim's oh, no. um, I, I completely, I just, I completely understand the bar thing. I've talked to so many people. Right. And those things can take for not, I mean, it's just, I've just spoken to some people and someone came to me and they said, oh, this is, this is my new bar. It's a moderate protein, 15 grams. They, this is uh, six months in the making. 
Um, and he came to me and he gave me a test run and I said, it's not bad. And he's like, you know what? I'll do another one. Comes back to me six months later. It's like, how about this one? He said, right. I actually finished this. This is way better. I put it in the production line. Uh, and then I said to him, I said, so this is your improvement from what you gave me six months ago when you also thought it was pretty much done. He said, yeah. And I was like, based on that difference, I think you can do better. So yeah. from the production, did it right. six months later. And I was right. like, there goes, you know, a year and a half by the time it's finished, it's 18 months, uh, 20 months later. He was like, yep. Took me, and I, it just adds up really fast. I can see how it could take so long. And with Jim, I can completely imagine. Oh, he, I think we, difficult. Yeah, we've we've definitely pissed off a lot of um, manufacturers that we've kind of like had to, because, to, you know, the way it works for your consumers, and you, Shane, you know this, is that, you know, every manufacturer who produces products, you know, that there's, you, you want to make sure that the manufacturers have all the FDA, you know, certificates or NSF and all, yeah. all, all the certifications to make sure you're producing these products in a very controlled, safe environment. And so there's, there's only so many, especially in the U S but every manufacturer has their own research and development, their food scientists or their scientists on staff. And in normal cases, you know, like if it was just me, I'd walk in there and I'd sit down with their R&D department and I'd come up with my formula and I'd say, I want this and want that. And they'd give me feedback and give me the data and produce a product. Yeah. Um, it's different when you walk in with Jim Stepani, who yeah. literally tells the R&D department, what, what's it do? Uh, you're going to do it this way <laughs> because they're used to just having the conveyor belt of, and it's a business. So bars for instance you know some man you, you think about a bar you're either going to get the extruded bar like a quest bar yeah. you're going to get like the multi-layer bar like you know the one bar the or, crunch. or oh, okay. the crunch you're going to get like the crisp bar that is like um you know like a luna bar or you're going to get um you know, like the wafer bar like power crunch right yeah and generally speaking you know, each manufacturer who does those types of uh, bars, they're set up to do just either one or the other, right? Very few do multiple variations of different type of bars. So from a brand standpoint, it kind of boxes brands in who want to come up with their bars because they're only going to get those options available to them. That's yeah. the reason why a lot of the bars out there, they're all kind of the same. Yeah. Maybe the macros are different. Um, the challenge for us was Jim's like, I want this type of bar that doesn't exist in the marketplace and then finding a manufacturer that had the capability and the willingness to go ahead and do it, um, especially with the macros. And so the macros that Jim wanted and the sources of protein, because as you probably know, we are not fans of whey protein concentrate, um, mainly because of the high lactose in yeah. concentrate. So a lot of people can't take it. It's the reason why we don't use it in our whey protein powder. But the high lactose whey protein concentrate in a bar form is actually, it, it makes that bar shelf life and ability to actually stay together because it, it it's basically more suitable for foods. But Jim's like, nope. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want anything to be in here that would be a, a, a whey protein concentrate. So he's like, I want it to be 
isolate or casein or, you know, the forms of protein that I'm good with in, in, uh, um, in ProGym, those are the only forms that I'll use. And so it really challenged the R&D department and the company to not only just stick to those uh, specifics and those parameters, but it kind of busted you know, them at the seals because then we're like, yeah. well, we don't want an extruded bar either. We don't want a multi-layer bar either. Uh, we don't want a wafer. We don't want a crisp bar. They're like, well, what do you want? And Jim had this idea and, uh, and, and, and what we came out with um, is actually pretty cool. And it, it sounds self-serving to say, you know, it's, it's the most unique bar you've ever tasted. And I know how that sounds because every brand says the same thing. But when I get samples, Shane, I'm going to send it to you. Um, and you need to, I want to video your response when you eat it. <laughs> I've seen some, I've seen some unique things. Europe, Europe is, I had this discussion with someone the other day about how, why European functional companies are so unique. And they told me that in Europe and the UK, you probably get the same variety you do in the US, but it's per country. And then when you've got such a tight knit group of countries, you can just go, oh, I'll get a protein bar done in Germany. I'll get it done in Spain. I'll get the, yeah, so in that is what creates the difference, I think. Um, but I'm interested because with the US, I know how easy and simple or small the selection is. You, like you said, yeah. you, get, you get the foot crunches, uh, you get the kind of, you get more of those nut butter out by outright style, right. bars now. Um, I'm interested about this. I mean, functional food is, is, a, is a favorite category and I can understand here and there why it's taken you so long, but I couldn't guess well, that as well. It's not easy with Jim, um, but that's, that's what makes it rewarding is that because he really does care. And, you know, I do want to get him on with you at some point, you know, to where if you wanted to do another podcast and actually not have me, but have him. Oh, no, no, you, it'll, it'll be. You would have be, fun with him. He, he, I feel like he would have fun be, I had a I had a conversation with um, John Meadows, Mountain Dog. I've had one with uh, the Gorilla Chemist, and there's certain people that when they talk to you, just like God damn, I should have stayed in school longer or something, right? And I get the <laughs> sense that Jim's going to be one of those guys. He's going to be like, oh, I put this in here because this does this, and this guy's just like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the simpler side. <laughs> does you it know, help pumps? Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I, right. Exactly. It's like, good, man. I mean, you know, but that, the, the thing about it is that he's for, for me in our relationship was that I was, I was that kid who would go up and bother the smartest guy in the building. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and the nice thing was is that I was able to kind of, you know, listen to how he said things because it mattered the most to me from the standpoint of what I wanted, but the way that he delivered it and the way that he was saying it, it was, I, it wasn't I, over my head. He, I think he's one of the few, like, well, I'd say like John Meadows and Gorilla Chemist, when the Gorilla Chemist talks to you, I mean, he's talking chemicals and, and molecules yeah. and you're just like, and I remember saying this to someone, I was like, you should just get him to turn it down a little bit, but it's uh, hard to say that to someone who understands things so well, he's just that smart. But Jim, obviously, he's incredible at communicating it because he has the Jim army. Well, he has able that, to do it. Exactly. And, and I think that's what he says. All He says it's like, he's funny. He always goes, he's not all about the science. That's the point. <laughs> he's, he's like, look, because he knows data, he knows research. Where a lot of, and Jim has actually got into it um, with a lot of academics when he used to speak at some of these, you know, like, um, 
the NSCA and, and he was brought over to, uh, I'll never forget, we were over to, um, what's the big one in, in the UK? Uh, Body Power? In the UK, Birmingham, yeah. and so he was always, you know, one of the one of the speakers at all the things, and, and he would get into it with these guys who were so scientific. And well, Jim, the data says this, you know, and 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 Jim, I'll never forget. And Jim goes, "Yeah, well, there was also scientific research that came out that said creatine didn't do shit." But you're gonna hang your hat on that? You're gonna tell me it doesn't work? Well, let's look at the data. The data was taking just creatine by itself showed no significant difference in the subjects who took it or the ones who didn't. Well, yeah, no shit because creatine take creatine monohydrate taken by itself doesn't do anything. You need a carrier, you need leucine, you need dextrose, you need something to make that creatine essentially get into the muscle. So taking monohydrate by itself. Yeah, of course, the scientific data, if that's all they used, then of course, it's going to, that doesn't mean that the science was right. It means that the freaking scientists didn't know what the hell they were doing because they didn't understand the application. That's like saying, well, this cars don't drive. Yeah, they don't. When you don't put gas in them, you know, it's like, and so he was able to make the correlation between the scientific levels, but also the actual application because yeah. all these scientists who would do the research, they weren't, they never taken a product in their life they never worked out in their life and Jim was that scientist but he was a bodybuilder at heart you know and and he was always interested in like I'm gonna do the science to find out what I need to take for myself and then when he wrote for Joe Weider for 10 years in the magazines he had to talk to guys like us write out articles that guys like us could understand yeah so he he never took he could sit in a room and his Rolodex of information is deeper than anybody's I've ever seen. I mean, you could ask him, Jim, what was the research study done on this? And he could quote it like that. It's insane. It's like, before we got on, I told you, he, he remembers people who he met at an expo from years before and says, Oh yeah, how's your daughter doing? And it's like, I don't quite understand how he does it, but he does the same thing with information, but he can, he has to be able to articulate that to guys like you and me, because dude, I could yeah. never, you know, I, I'm just the guy who understands how to put together the culture, the business and the message and create the opportunities for his message to be heard. Like I'm, I always say we got, we, we got the greatest team on earth, Jim, between he and I, because he is definitely the magician. I'm the guy under the stage, making You're sure that, guy. yeah, that his stuff <laughs> to be when he needs it so like when he's you know trying to you know cut the lady in half i have to make sure that the apparatus is there for him yeah. to do his thing and uh, so i'm running in circles doing that and we have you know a team that that is behind the scenes too doing it with a great team um but you know they're all part of the same ethos and message and we all yeah. take the products and, you know, as much as it is a business to, yes, try and, and, and thrive on, it's, it's, it's just the same type of uh, importance that we never want to be that brand that's like, oh, well, they're just putting out products and putting out flavors and trying to sell me on some gimmicky, you know, shit. And, um, and that's what we, what we don't want to do. But Jim, Jim can definitely, you know, work his way around, you know, yeah. keeping the message to where it's palatable for somebody to kind of take away and understand it for sure. 
yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that. And like I said, the, the gym arm is proof that he can communicate what he needs to, despite how in depth he could probably go when needed. But um, I might, I might say this might be the longest podcast I've ever done. This is probably the longest. <laughs> Well, I, I, I take up a lot of oxygen, my man. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure the listeners will be will be uh, especially Lucas. Uh, he's uh, works with Prometheus over in Europe. He, he likes he likes the long ones. He likes to listen and and it does does cardio to them. So I guess he's going to be doing an hour an hour an hour and a half on this one. But uh, <laughs> so uh, well, well, thank you for coming I on. To you and your team for taking up so much. Your oh, no, 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 no. It was it was it was it was awesome. It was great. It was what I expected and more. So I mean. <laughs> Definitely uh, keep me in the loop on the protein, no, I will. protein powder. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. But um, yeah, once again, thank you for coming on. No, thank you, Shane. And, and like I said, uh, my tip of the hat to you guys at Stacked. Um, it's an honor to, to kind of be with you. And I know it's it's been, you know, communication used to happen. And I plan yeah. on giving you guys a lot more. <laughs> um, but anytime. And if you ever want to try and coordinate something with Jim, I'll definitely make that happen. Tr- rest assured, he'll 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 jump on for sure. You know what? If, if, if I get the protein bar and it is as good as and as different as you say it is, you Deal. know what? We'll, Deal. Do a, we'll do it. We'll get him on and we'll, and we'll talk him through it. <laughs> Deal. I'll, I'll, I'll bribe you with our with our new protein bar soon to come. <laughs> awesome. OK, thank you. for thank, Once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, look forward Appreciate to having it. you on soon. Thanks, Shane. Take care, buddy.